Hello, and welcome to the BTS Read Podcast. I'm your host, Naya, and today we'll be doing things a bit differently. Today, I will introduce the newest segment known as the ARMY Roundtable. This is where I will be joined by other armies so that we can have more fluid discussions regarding BTS. I created this as a way for armies to commune amongst ourselves without being interrupted or having our thoughts being taken out of context, as they usually are on Twitter. It won't be completely structured. I will give the guests a general keyword or prompt, and then they are free to converse and let the discourse flow however it wants. Today's prompt is the pros and cons of BTS being global superstars. Three other armies will be guest starring today via phone call with me. I'll let them talk for about 15, 20 minutes, and then I'll give my takes afterward. Before we get started though, please do remember a few things. One, these are simply just other people's opinions. You are not obligated to like nor agree with any of them. Two, not everything will be covered and a lot of topics are extremely nuanced. That being said, if you'd like a chance to share your opinion on the Army Roundtable, stay tuned until the end of the episode to find out how. Now let's get right to it. So I'm joined by a few fellow armies. Um, I'm going to have them introduce themselves and then we can just jump right into the topic of today. I'm Zoe. I'm Aria. And I'm Jade. So whoever wants to go first can. And I'll leave the floor to you. Um, I think the first thing that I wanted to say or kind of jump into is kind of the attention that they have by being the face of Korea. Whatever happens in Korea, what if it's negative, they get pulled into it because they're kind of like the face of South Korea and in Korea Jade put it in a better way but they're expected to kind of represent the country so they can't act right I see what I see what yeah she did research on this for class and she explained it in a better way she brought Confucianism into it and like Jade if you could explain it yeah like it's really interesting to kind of like look at it like they prioritize like the group over the individual and that doesn't like obviously the west is the complete opposite right yeah so like for example like we could say like who's like our biggest artist here like beyonce like okay beyonce like beyonce or um rihanna or like any of these other artists anything that they do are for themselves they don't have to do anything to represent america for bts they have to take on the responsibility of the collective of korea like they can't act selfishly And which is really funny if you think about it, because at the beginning, they were kind of like excluded. But then it's funny when BTS started to get bigger and Korea couldn't ignore them. They had to try to reintegrate them back to say like, oh, you know what? Yeah, K-pop does work, actually, because look at BTS, which is why when you have all these scandals coming out of K-pop or even just Korea in general, everybody's tying it back to BTS. Because like they love their country and everything, but I feel like it does get burdening to try to have to like because it's like oh if i do something wrong then it's like it makes a million million millions of people and that's just like not fair (laughs) because i feel like for them it's just like a lot of pressure to have to be on their best behavior at all times and it's just like very unrealistic for a group of 20 year olds especially since like when something goes wrong or when something goes they're always just forced to share their wins with everybody else and they also have to take the burden of everybody else's faults like it's there's just never an in-between with them right and i feel like a lot of people like to put it simply people are not pulling their fair share at all like a lot of these k-pop groups they're getting a lot of benefits from bts and people are not pulling their share 
Because when I'm seeing a lot of, oh, okay, mm, who's a good example? Okay. So when Super M is doing all of these things, like they could have their little play with bundles to try to strive for number one, like everybody else. And then what does that really say? Because BTS is doing better than that. More sales beating out their Western counterparts with no bundles. But now when people are looking back, they're going to be like, oh, you see all these groups are using X, Y, and Z to get number one. So now they're thinking that, oh, all these uh, groups from the East are only getting these number ones because they play just as dirty as the West. Which is why, like, it's just unfair because obviously there's a lot of racism that's tied into that. But back to what we were saying, like, if people do stupid shit, it reflects on them as well, which is unfair. Which is also why when we see a bunch of these K-pop companies doing really stupid shit just to make it in America... We all obviously get really annoyed because we know that media is going to find a way to drag BTS into it despite them right. playing stadiums. Yeah, you can't fake a yeah. stadium. Like, no, because I was talking to my sister about this, actually, and about how BTS being kind of, pun not intended, but like literally the bulletproof vest yeah. for the rest of K-pop. Dude. Because especially in like November 2018, as much as I hate mentioning huh. that, when when that, no when, but when that whole, my spine <laughs> no but when that whole situation happened and we figured out that other k-pop groups i won't name them because i'm not trying to start anything but other k-pop groups did the exact same thing but the only person that was being attacked the only person that was being made worldwide news was jimin, jimin yeah. was just it was just a perfect example of how bts are always just bearing the cross for also everybody the else. thing with the concert in saudi arabia they're that yes. as well. Oh my goodness. That as well. At the end of the day, like when we say Jim in the face of K-pop, BTS is face of K-pop, people get offended. But then when we have situations like where we have literal people, um, this um, person, this particular person who went out of their way to weaponize people's anger for the Saudi government used it against BTS just so that her own phase would not get dragged for accepting money from said government. When we say BTS the face of K-pop, it's an issue until they want to, they have no problem hiding their phase behind BTS, like throwing BTS like yep, as cannon yep. fodder. And it's, that's just pretty, you know, stupid to me, <laughs> but whatever. And like, my thing is that BTS, they try to stray away from being as political because with them being you know the soft power and stuff people will use them for certain things yeah. so they try and stray away from that but no matter what they continue to get pulled into these situations and i feel like they're pretty good about that because like from their debut to now it doesn't matter how famous they've got they just never let anybody try to force them to do shit that they don't want to do and i hate when people try to make it seem that like they're they're sellouts or something like that because they've never Oh, they never that. endorse something that they don't believe in wholeheartedly. Like you, like you right. don't. Like what was it? The other day we were talking about it. You know, they went, they just do their shit and they leave. Like they went out to vote, and then mm, yeah, 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 like stuff like that. Like they don't do stuff for brownie points. Like oh, look at me. Like I'm voting, and you know, like when celebrities do stupid shit like that, like they just mind their business, right? And then they go home. Like it's that simple. Like, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if we want to compare this to Stan Twitter, right? So you see how small accounts can talk shit. They talk the most <laughs> shit. Why can they talk shit? Because no one Cares. is really streaming them like that, right? Unless somebody, you know, quotes them. Somebody, a big account quotes them, right? But you're a big account, right? 
And let's say you're like the B- that useless ass BTS army account, <laughs> right? And if you're tweeting views that you know a lot of people could be like there's your fans or whatever, or oh my bad, your followers or whatever, um, have different views, and you think that like you know what, since I have such a huge platform, like you know what, let me not like let me watch what I'm saying wisely. I don't think. I don't see why they should be penalized for trying to mind their words, especially if they know how easily it can be misconstrued. Yeah, yeah. You could ask BTS, what do they mean? They will Namjoon will get on B Live and tell you exactly what he means. What he means. And some person we'll will take yes. yeah, the same words and spin it. Like, do you not hear the shit that is coming of out his mouth? Of his mouth? <laughs> He's like very like direct person no like he doesn't he Especially doesn't play now. Like, like he'll say what he wants to say how he wants to say it like there's just no equivocating with him like you're just stupid or you're going out of your way <laughs> or you're going out of your way to misinterpret it there's just never an in-between like he'll say what he wants to say how he wants to say it right and then because he has to do that i don't see why people act like when they're not as loud in public that that act like that's saying they that oh care. He's like, um, yeah, they, they don't care the or they're not using their platform correctly. And like my thing is BTS, they pretty much handle all their affairs privately. Yes. They're not very yes. public. People, very people are like, oh, BTS aren't doing this, this and that. Well, they most likely are, but we won't know until somebody leaks it. Or they, Which is or they speak on it. Unless they're oh. like, especially important shit, like unless they're forced to like uh i guess the jtbc oh, yeah. incident like they were like that's not even they weren't trying to tell nobody about the details of their contract they were just like you know what we're signing for seven more and everybody's like oh i wonder what they're set what's the terms like what is going on here i'm like first of all mind your business like that's theirs well, mind also, yours like- we can shift this to kind of about how the media talks about them, but I saw one of my mutuals the other day. I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but I saw her. She had a really interesting discussion. She was she was asking her mutuals whether or not BTS have, like, power. Like, she was asking if the power that they have as BTS is equivalent to what a big three company group would have if they were, you know, had the same success as BTS. She said something about them having power because they're loved, but it's nowhere near the amount of power that a big three group would have because we've all seen the way that the media has been able to like scapegoat with BTS and also the way that they've been able to bury their achievements under the rug and also the way that they go out of their way to throw unrealistic expectations towards BTS and then get mad when they don't happen or just simply don't cover them. I think BTS has the power of love, but big three has the power of connections And I think that's what really kind of differentiates it when it comes to the coverage they receive from the media and the support they receive from the media and the industry as, you know, in large. And my thing is, like, with big three groups, when they have an achievement, it's not rather the group, but the company that people Oh, yeah. Like, Mm, like with BTS, when BTS does an achievement, even though it's media who groups them with K-pop, like Korea and, you know, the fans, they celebrate BTS, whereas if it was a big three group, then it would be, oh, SM did this, this, and this. And, you know, like, Korea hates big three, so I think it wouldn't be the same reception if it was a big three group. 
Right. I think another thing to like really like touch on is that like the term big three, like we say K-pop is an industry, but we're not, I don't know why people don't connect that. The fact, the power of big three is a system. It's kind of interesting how BTS single-handedly destroyed the power structures in Korea in a matter of years. Like, it's just really interesting. And also, when Jade was going into how BTS have to work 10 times hard um, to outdo the big three peers, it just made me think about what they have to do in the West. Like, there are just so many parallels between what they went through in Korea and what they're currently going through in America. And it does piss me off because it's like, it took them years to get where they were in Korea. And it's like, they're literally the biggest pop act of their generation. So why should they have to prove themselves again in America? And I, I think with like trying to figure right. in the West and Korea, it's different because well, it's more... In the Korea. West, there's racism involved. In Korea, yeah, it's just like... Classism. Yeah. Um, I feel like another unrealistic expectation, if you will, is how... In the West, at least, they have to do 10 times more to prove themselves. Okay, so, like, the Jonas Brothers, when they were active, you know, decades ago, well, not decades, they were a Disney Channel band. Then they come back, all of a sudden, they're being taken (laughs) seriously, right? But all of a sudden, they have Grammy support, Grammy hype, Grammy nominations. Billie Eilish, she sings about, you know, seducing people's dads, and yet she's, like, the best thing since sliced bread. One Direction is about to come back, and how much do you want to bet they're going to have Grammys thrown at them despite never even being allowed to walk the red carpet when they were active. So it's like, all of these white industry get to be taken so seriously while BTS have to do, like, the most to even just get decent media coverage. And that's just, like, wild to me. It's wild, actually. With your thing about, like, the Jonas Brothers and One Direction... At first, they weren't taken seriously, but I feel like now that they've come come back and BTS are, you know, the biggest thing right now, I feel like the industry is taking them seriously and trying to push them more in order to spite BTS. Well, yeah. Like, if the Beatles somehow, like, resurrected from the dead, that'd be the same thing. (laughs) And then once One Direction does come back, and then you have all these little overgrown fans trying to relive their... um, middle school experience then all of a sudden you're gonna see so much media push from now on big time rush trying to make a comeback but <laughs> i like too. them so i'm not even going to cry boyfriend it's is just like kid. i like, just see the parallels between what they have to go through like i mentioned in korea versus america and it's like the way that seven was buried in the media because there was nothing to shit on it for Whereas, oh, like, yeah. you know, their white peers can release mediocre shit and it'll get ate up and Grammy nominations will get thrown at it. And it's all of a sudden the one of the most highest rated albums on Metacritic. And you when I read reviews like for BTS's album, you know, I realize it's just random people reviewing it, like people who write K-pop articles for a living. I did notice that for everybody else's album, they had people who usually, usually they had people who genuinely liked that artist review it. But then for BTS, it's always somebody yeah. with an attitude. Somebody that's got a vendetta against them that has, you know, some deep-rooted, like, hatred for them for no fucking reason. For me, like, I like it when people that aren't armies like, give them their dues. Because it's like, you don't have to be a fan to just treat them, like, decent. To just, you know, be a decent person. Like, it's not fairly. that difficult at all. Because a bunch of these artists... 
you know, people aren't necessarily their fans, but they listen to it without bias and prejudice and they get pretty decent reviews. So why can't it be the same for them? And my thing is like, they always nitpick, like they'll always try to find the smallest things wrong with what BTS do and like with their music. I think that they're mad that BTS is breaking from that K-pop stereotype. Like the thread from that Queen Tia, whatever her name is, like, you know, she add, mm-hmm. you know, that people are oh. trying to be more artistic and, you know, have more input in their craft. Which is kind of racist, because, like, why aren't Asian people allowed to do that? Yeah, and, like, they want the artists the to be puppets for the company. Like, uh, yeah, if the company picks this, this, and this, and this, and the artist doesn't have, like, barely any input. Yeah, no, that was what, that's what I was saying last episode about how, like, that's why BTS infuriates so much at K-pop Twitter, because, you know, they're breaking away from that stereotype of, you know, the artist not having a voice, not having a personality, not having a say in what they and create. And also, I was, this is a tweet in my drafts, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> These are all tweet tweet in my draft, but in it's like, drafts, to be honest. you know... There's a stereotype that BTS are like these enslaved puppets who don't have a say in their music, which is not true, like at all. Couldn't be the farthest thing from true. But it's like Cardi B gets to be gets to go on Instagram Live and say that she's never wrote in a single bar in her life, and nobody questions her authenticity. You know, like you know, Western artists are allowed to be puppets, not write shit, just you know, go on stage, sing, and you know they don't get anything right. But BTS, you know, despite the songwriting credits being there, the producing credits, you know, being there, they still aren't given their gods, which is strange to say the least. Because <laughs> there are a lot of artists that just don't do anything, you know, for their craft and they're allowed to, they're just allowed to be that way. Nobody bothers them. But if BTS were to say that, oh, you know, we didn't write this song, this one song, they'll run with that and say, I told you. Oh, it's over. They're puppets. On this one song. Y'all see how many producers they have on this? Like, they okay. have 16 <laughs> producers on this song. Okay, but so I guess lastly, I wanted to touch on... Okay, so we have a really big fandom that's also extremely diverse. Every minority group expects them to solve their issues. I, ooh, I was talking, ooh, yes, I was talking yes, to yes. my friend Sasha about this, but it's like we have Black armies who expect them to march on Selma and end racism. <laughs> then we have, um, you know, women who expect them to be at every single women's march. Um, it's just basically every single minority group wants something for them. And it's like, listen... There's only so much they can do. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was talking about this with right. um, the other day and about how people always, you know, come after them for not being political anymore. But what they really mean is not being Western political because BTS talk about All the politics time. from their Ooh. home country. Yeah, from their home country. But people expect them to speak on Western politics. And only when they do speak on Western politics, are they willing to give them respect? And I'm like... We caught you red-handed because that, like, you're obviously projecting. You want them to cater to you, and that's not who they are. Like, they're Korean first. And it's like, I love that BTS don't speak our shit for the fuck of it. Like, they're not going to speak for something just for the sake of, ooh, I'm woke. Like, look at me. Like, they don't care about that. And it's like, I feel like you should respect them more for that instead of them not fulfilling your unexpected on what's it called unrealistic expectations that's actually yeah, like yeah. the downfall of some groups like with stray kids you know Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Bang-tan, he gave an opinion 
on something that did not pertain to him. And then now he's known as what he is today. I look at um Amber. Yeah. Look at Sorn. A lot of these items are opening their mouths and it's on like, things that does not And it's need like, what's it called? Me and my family are talking about this. We're like, I just could, we just could not imagine being BTS because you, they have to... There's a fandom that wants them to do all of this. But then also in Korea, they want them to do all of this. Every single time BTS step foot in Japan, it's anarchy. Because it's like, it's like, ooh, yep. like, you're Korean. How could you do this? Oh, and it's absolutely. like... Like, even in Korea, there's stuff that the Korean people want them to do or not do. And then in the fan base, there's stuff that they want them to do and not do. And it's like... Everybody wants something from them. Okay. So Everybody wants to, a piece of BTS. So, so unrealistic oh, to yeah. expect them to be able to juggle all of that. And then people get pissed when they don't... Like, when what are can't. you expecting here? I, I think we kind of got, like... Yeah, a little sidetrack, side so I, <laughs> I hope it comes out well, and I hope we aren't too rowdy in this. Yeah. If we yeah, are, I, I hope, it's, I hope it's comedic for the people that watch this. They enjoy this a little. Yeah, and especially because it's good to hear others' opinions. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with it, it's still good to, like, at least hear it explained um, or something. Okay. <laughs> My bad for Is ranting, it? you know, because it's 420, as we all know. So, um, it's Lord. just been a great day, oh. and... Okay. You know, I love talking okay. about BTS. We can always That's talk it, about guys. BTS. So, anyway, thank you BTS. for joining me and for giving me your opinion to take uh-huh. time out of your day. Um, All right, bye, everybody. Yeah. Hope, you, hope bye. you guys enjoyed this. Find it bye bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Learn something from this. <laughs> <All right. laughs>once again thank you to everybody who came and talked for the round table i really appreciate it um as i said before if you're interested in participating in a round table sometime in the future please wait until the end of this episode to find out how you can do so so i'm gonna just get right into um my takes i've allowed the other army participants to you know give their kind of points and whatnot and now i kind of just want to go and retouch on them a bit. I recorded that phone call about two, now three days ago. Events on Army Twitter, as per usual, have happened that apply to this topic. So I will be incorporating those within my take as well. The first thing I want to acknowledge when it comes to the pros and cons of BTS being kind of as big as they are is the aspect of them being a soft power. Their existence is political. There's no one that can argue that their existence is not political. Like, that's just not an option. We, that was proven easily with November 28th situation, with the Saudi Arabia situation. Just with, you know, like I said, their existence in general. They are a soft power at this point. Um, they have now pushed South Korea to the forefront of Western pop culture, basically single-handedly. So it is inevitable that they would become a soft power, you know, a power of culture. But with that, as Yoongi has stated before, the bigger you are, the larger your shadow, the more issues that come, you know? Um, So first issue that I feel like is um, probably the biggest one would be 
the way that they are kind of treated as simply an object to project onto, whether that be politicians or their fans, just everybody. Everybody just projects onto them because they don't see them as individuals who are artists. You know what I mean? They just wanted to be artists. They didn't ask to be political fodder. You know, they didn't ask to be political playthings. They didn't ask to be political martyrs. They didn't ask to be everyone's Captain Sabaho. You know what I mean? Like, as crude as that is, they just didn't. They didn't ask to be anything but musicians, you know, who wanted to share their message. That's what was kind of being discussed in the roundtable about how everybody kind of expects them. They created this whole identity for BTS, whether it's an identity that mirrors their own personal identity or mirrors one they think is the like supreme being whatever it may be whether it be negative it does like I said it just doesn't matter people just are constantly projecting this image that they've created within their minds onto BTS and then proceed to ridicule and condemn BTS when they don't match up to it but like of course they wouldn't because it's an image you created. Great example is, you know, how people consider them the K-pop saviors. And there's this weird dichotomy for BTS where they're the K-pop saviors or like I mentioned in the roundtable that they are the literal bulletproof vest for K-pop. And then that can go both ways where there's the saviors as in they are quite literally the only, you know, the sole reason that K-pop as an entity is doing as well as it is that, you know, they're the only reason that it's even getting the traction that it is right now. But then also they are the saviors for whenever K-pop does some, sh- you know, some shit wrong that BTS are the people that they use to throw under the bus for whatever their narrative, their agenda is. BTS is the, is the first name that comes out their mouth. Perfect example today, you know, with the whole, um, I won't name the group because I'm not trying to deal with their fans, but a girl group member had an issue with um, an American choreographer. Now, the issue had to do with plagiarism claims. I'm not sure if it was or wasn't. I do not really care. But instead of just allowing their fave to, to figure out this issue with the American choreographer, the first thing they do is try to get BTS involved, like bringing up just the most irrelevant shit in order to make sure that their fave didn't get as bad of a lashing, if any. And then because, you know, communist K-pop Twitter just loves bothering BTS, they, they quite literally throw tantrums every fucking time BTS breathes. And it just... I don't know how they can possibly operate in real life, but they do somehow. But for whatever reason, they started kicking up again because BTS hasn't solved the wealth gap. I just need you to understand that if we were to take this shit out of the context of K-pop and present it to somebody who doesn't bear witness to this stupid shit every fucking day, they would laugh their ass off because this shit just makes no sense. They'll spend all day tweeting on their iPhone X, sitting in their two-story house in the suburbs, trying to condemn a bunch of young men of color from the East for coming onto wealth through ethical means. Meanwhile, they're sitting on generational wealth that they won't even acknowledge. I will literally beat your ass like an earthquake with the magnitude of 9.9. BTS are not Jeff Bezos or Benzos, whatever the hell his name is. They are not the Waltons. They are not the Koch brothers. They are not whatever. What's, what's the dude 
who got Grimes pregnant and tried to have a threesome with Azalea Banks. His cars are ugly. Oh, Tesla. They are not the Tesla dude. Okay? They are not the problem. They are not why billionaires continue to be billionaires. I promise you this. When the class war starts, your issue should not be musicians from the East who came upon new money. I promise you. They are not the issue. People hate BTS and use their identity to project onto them. And then when BTS don't match that identity, use that then to condemn them, guilt them, and and just be straight up assholes. Like, you're a dickhead and you're transparent. What you're doing is foul and you'll burn in hell next to all the other faux communists who got their PhD in ethics off of Tumblr. I don't know who needs to hear this, but BTS are human. They are not the problem and they are not going to solve all of your problems. If you got issues, the world got issues, take that up with those in power. Take that up with God. Take that up with the universe. I don't give a fuck. Take it up with somebody. Believe BTS the hell out of it. And this idea that them not distributing their wealth, and this is in like a, a an assumption that they don't, because we don't know what they do, because they carry out all their means in private. That's why I think it's so funny that these people are so determined, or they're so dead set on knowing who BTS are ethically, and and you know, and what they do with their money and their wealth. When they, when BTS don't even let us know. The only time that we know that they're doing anything, especially with charity or giving away money or any of that, or good deeds, is because the media tells us. And then they do so without BTS's consent or against BTS's wishes. So tell me how you could possibly know what they're doing when they don't even want the world to know in general. They could be doing a whole lot more and we will never fucking know. And you know what? That is okay. You will not die if they don't announce to the world every single time they give back. I promise you that. Anyways, I'm getting uber upset. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. I'm probably gonna have to touch on this again because this conversation is gonna have to keep happening again and again and again. And again, because everybody just won't leave BTS the hell alone. So if you stayed this long, I'm finally going to tell you how you can also be a part of the next ARMY roundtable. Um, these roundtables are kind of like interludes in between other episodes, so they won't be every week, but they will be frequent. I will leave application form on Twitter at the BTS Read, where you can fill in a survey, which is typically like an application. And if I choose you to be a part of an episode, I'll contact you and then we can go from there. Like I said, thank you for listening and I will see you for next week's episode.